everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 524 for the week of December 7th, 2019. I'm Chris Privetier here with my cat Simon. And no, that's it. That's not it. I also have Alex Fuller. Hi. Yeah, that's it. That, no, that's that is actually it for now. Jonathan Stringer's gonna join us in a few minutes, we think. And uh, then that's it. That's all we got. Anna's traveling, other people are working, some people are at I don't know, the bottom of a well. Uh, Lassie's working on it, so don't worry about it. Um, yeah, that's that's all we got for right now. So, uh, Alex, have you played any video games? Yes, I have played video oh, games. Oh, thank goodness, because I, I, I haven't played that much. So. Yeah, that, that could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you play? Yeah, I think the main one from the past couple of weeks is Virgo versus the Zodiac. What the heck is Virgo versus the Zodiac? It's a sort of, I think it's in yeah, it's an indie RPG, but it's got element. <coughs> excuse me, sorry, got elements of I think Mario, um, yeah, Mario RPG and Earthbound in it. Oh, so it's, okay. yeah, got the, that's a weird. What? <laughs> well, I think it's got the it's got the earthboundy graphics or pixel pixel okay. based graphics, so, and then I think the Mario stuff comes in the battle system. Because yeah, but you, you basically you, no more in the um, real time inputs. Oh, so like Mario RPG? Yeah, that's one. Yeah, I've never yeah, played yeah. them, so I can. Okay, cool. But, so yeah. Like active blocking and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're basically controlling Virgo, who's one of the 12, 12 Zodiac constellations, and she's basically on a quest to collect all the crowns from all of the other Zodiacs. She's going to kill them all? No, nah, not personally. Oh, okay. I mean, quite a few of them. Quite a few of them died in my playthrough, at least. Oh, no. But, yeah, she's aiming to bring back the the golden age of Zodiacs when sort of they used to have a rotating system of being in charge but in this weird version of the of the galaxy they've all got their own little sections that they're in charge and she's just basically trying to get it back to how it used to be hmm. and doing that involves taking all their crowns for reasons this looks really strange this game yeah it's got it's got a lot of weirdness into it because yeah you've got all the all the places are bizarre and sort of really sort of extreme versions of the Zodiacs it's based on all the um, astrology stuff behind it as well so all their personalities and things are based on what the corresponding sign of the Zodiac should be and all that all of that stuff okay and there seems to be a lot of alpacas oh yeah there's a, there are quite a few alpacas don't know why but all right I think just because the developers like alpacas. Okay, then. Yeah. It's a perfectly fair reason. Weird, like... quirky little thing. What did you think? It looks like you reviewed it already. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed it. It's got a few things. So, I mean, the, sto- the story's weird but interesting. So it's, it's quite well, well written. It uses all the sort of the astrological themes pretty well because it even groups them by the sort of mutable fixed and cardinal groups that are part of astrology oh okay that, that sort of plays a role in both the 
story and also all the a lot of the gameplay. There are there are bits where you're supposed to be able to sort of change how things play out and have those multiple endings, but I think that's the one thing I didn't like is it the game makes it sort of really unclear how all that works. So you just have to play it a bunch of times and hope you can figure out how to progress. I guess I mean yeah, yeah. Yeah, there there are a few obvious choices, but I think there's sort of some deeper elements to that because I think Virgo's stats can change. Oh. Based on that, and that has an effect on how different characters react to certain things you try and do with them. Interesting. But yeah, it's really hard to sort of at least figure out in the in the first playthrough. So. So the the combat the combat's pretty interesting actually, really good. So you've you've basically got up to three characters on each on each side and it's sort of based character based character turn based system but uh when, whenever you attack or get attacked you have to press a, a button or yeah some form of input like that and it you get to uh either make it more effective or to sort of help block it and perhaps prevent like status effects and stuff happening it's also got a system where if you've got sort of what is a purity bar, which is sort of, there's a secondary HP bar that acts as sort of both sort of a shield and temporary hit points, but if someone attacks you while you've got sort of anything in that, you get a free counter turn. And so that applies to the enemies as well, so it's always a bit of... Uh, it's not going all out because that just means that you get countered all the time, so you sort of have to... You have to keep keep sort of judging where you are in the combat, whether they've got any purity bias to whether you think it's worth attacking or not. All right, so what's your score? 85 out of 5? Yeah, 3.5. 3.5. Oh, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a high 3.5, I think. So it's, it's, I think it's, quite a, it's quite a strong title. It's nice, lots of nice ideas that... <laughs> that works. There. Sorry, I'm late. Hey, Jonathan Stringer. What's going on? Hey. We're talking about Virgo versus the Lost... I don't know, the Zodiac. Virgo versus yeah. the Zodiac. Uh, not aware of that one. I almost said versus the Lost Capricorn, which is... Uh, that would be a different <laughs> thing. I think Capricorn's the first enemy you face. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's, that's the one's the salary lands. Uh, but yeah, no, it's got, it's got really good music as well. That's one of the things I... Would highlight as well because yeah, there were several times that I found myself actually humming along to it. So it's a neat soundtrack, pretty neat gameplay, and uh, yeah, an interesting story. So I think it's it's worth checking out. I think it's actually out next week. Oh, okay. Yes. Look forward to it soon on, I guess, PC. Uh, PC, yes, yeah, Steam. Seems like a PC game. I think it might be coming to Xbox at some point, but yeah. You know. All right, you uh, you try anything else out? And uh, yeah, now that I've been working through the Ace Attorney trilogy on Switch, just because Ooh, I felt yeah. like it. All right. Yeah, I've got into um, Justice Raw now, so there is currently lots of whipping going on. Sure, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whip, whipping and fools. <laughs> Much foolishness going on. All right, and uh, and I see Greedfall listed here. What's up with that? Oh yeah, I think yeah, I sort of put that down for a bit just because I was playing other stuff. But yeah, I sort of 
working through that again. I think I've pretty much done all the side content from it. And so now I can just sort of hopefully go through through the story. That game's been on my wish list. It looks pretty cool. I don't remember what this one's like. Is this a Skyrim-type game or something? Uh, Not quite. It's... Fable? Witcher? Um, Possibly Dragon Age. (laughs) Dragon Age? Dragon Age is possibly the closest. Which Dragon Age? Mm, Inquisition? Mix, or, mixture of Origins and Inquisition, I think. Oh my goodness. But I think that's mostly in the sort of the gameplay stuff rather than story stories. Is there real time with pause? Um, yes. What? Okay. And are, I don't, are there party yeah. members with AI? Yes. Uh, not an AI you can adjust, though. So oh, okay. It's sort of, Okay. They they pretty much do their own thing. So but. you can't say please cl- cast bless on the party so we all get plus one to all our stats. No, I don't think so. It's okay. it's fairly it's, it's a lot more straightforward in terms of skills and stuff as well. So it's more more actiony. Yeah, I think yeah, I think actual combat may be a bit more witchery, but the structure is a bit more. Looks very um. Jackets. This looks very pretty on the YouTube video I'm looking at. I'm wondering if it's on PC here. Uh, what are you playing on? I'm playing on PS4. PS4. But, How's it look? Yeah, it looks decent enough. I mean, it's not as interesting as most of the Dragon Age games, just because it's clear that they're working with a lower budget. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's spiders who I think previously did stuff like the Technomancer, Mars Warlogs. Oh right, yeah. That. But yeah, I think uh, it's probably their strongest title so far. So. I just don't have time for games of this. I don't have time for games like this because I want to. I would love to play them, and I got so many other games that are even higher budget. Like, how do I fit a game like this in? How do you do this, Alex? Stop. Uh, you don't do it, do you? <laughs> no, I, 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 very, I, I quite happily just ignore a large portion of the gaming industry just to play certain things. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. You want to know how I do it? How do you do it? I put it on my Steam wish list for like six months. It goes on a sale and I buy it, and then it sits in my Steam list for like two years. And then do you play it after two years, or do you just feel more guilty after two years? Um, I feel more overwhelmed with all the games I need to play that I like. Uh-huh. Occasionally remember it exists. Yeah. Yep. So, the, so <laughs> I, I would like to say that's also my strategy, and I, I guess I consider that to not be a successful strategy. But uh, you were talking about I'm... success. Or... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't put that in the uh, requirements. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. What was I thinking? Okay, then. <laughs> uh, have you been playing anything, Jonathan Stringer? You've got lots of PC games you like to play, right? Yeah, so I've been working a lot the last month or so, so my well, gaming overall you? has been down. I know. But that means you could buy all the new games and not play them. I don't make any more money when I work more. Oh, well. Same amount of money and salary. Um, this sounds like a bad deal. <laughs> but uh, and and I ended up going back to like the old games I've played before, the comfort games like the new BattleTech uh, expansion came out. I think I talked about it the last time I was on, but it wasn't out yet. It was is it called in. Heavy Metal by any chance? It is called Heavy Metal. All right, I found a YouTube. What I don't know what I'm looking at. The guy's in the menu, so it's heavy? not really gonna look any different. Okay. <laughs> just get more. It's more mechs and a new flashpoint, like a little mini storyline. And when you do the uh, career mode, so you oh. can do career mode or campaign. Campaigns like the story, they haven't really touched that at all. 
But what they've added in a lot of the DLC is doing career mode, where you're a mercenary, you start off with like four or five mechs, and you just try to go from planet to planet, taking on uh, missions and contracts and building up your mech warriors and adding more uh, mechs to the stable. I, I've kind of bumped my difficulty up. I've uh, You have to get five mech pieces to make a new mech, and they don't come fully equipped with weapons like the uh, standard campaign does um i've also made it to where if your mech gets cored it, it just you lose it for good oh, no. um so if you if it the core gets blown up so that means you need to make sure to eject your mech warrior uh, out of the head before that happens so you can save Did your you mech, buy a so. new keyboard with an eject button no well see it's not it's not real time so oh, i just okay. gotta all right so now mech warrior 5 is just about to come out and i had the beta for it but i didn't get around to trying it so that's a that's one of my radar i want to play that's the more first person action shooter type with mechs instead simulation whatever you want to call them mech warrior 5 so well you need a we'll adjust button on that one maybe i'll have to bind something there. What, what was the one that uh the the crazy one with the big controller steel battalion right yep yep on yeah. the xbox yep i think every game needs to like that like, yeah, that'd be... got this Elgato, you can get an Elgato stream deck now, which has those customizable buttons. So you just like devote all of them to eject so that you're sure to hit it when you go whap that thing. And then, yeah, perfect. It would be pretty cool to get like a, fi- a flight stick or something with, uh, <laughs> with an eject but... button built in. Yeah, yeah, that too. With the under it's... the glass. Like, you have yeah, instead the of glass. the fire button, you just got to flip it up with your thumb and hit it and <laughs> get out of there. Otherwise, save game deleted. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, for Battletech, if you liked the first two expansions and you liked the main game and you want more mechs, and you, it's great. If you didn't like the gameplay, I mean, it's not going to change your mind in this expansion at all, or this DLC. So uh, what else? Have I been, oh, I still, I've still been playing WoW Classic, but a lot less. It's mostly just to raid right now. Um I think uh, Battlegrounds pop up Tuesday, so I'll try to get some of those in while I can, I, but my uh, time on that went oh. really short. Sorry. Uh, you said Battlegrounds, and I thought for a second you meant Hearthstone, and I'm an idiot because you're talking about WoW. Mm. Yep. They added this like Battlegrounds thing in Hearthstone that's really cool, but that's totally huh. not what you're talking about. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Let's see what else I played. Uh, are you going to be a... What's a PvP Master Sergeant Honor General guy? What's... I don't know what the top is. Oh, uh, High Warlord? Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. You going to get all that? So, back, even back in the day, it's probably going to be harder now. To do High Warlord, you basically had to dedicate full time to the game and running Battlegrounds one after the other after the other. A lot of, actually, a lot of ones that got High Warlord shared accounts, so they would have maximum uptime. So, to actually get high warlord or even up there in warlord it, it takes a huge i mean i just don't i couldn't have a job and do it oh, okay and i couldn't dedicate that now back well, when, now we've established that no matter how much you work you get paid the same so what if you work less and play and, wild well that in that case when you work less and or don't go and then play wild then you make zero dollars oh, well this, I really okay. this is a really bad deal we need to fix this i would even the my my PTO for a little bit, so I could probably do it for a few weeks, and then then zero dollars. <laughs> or I could maybe claim short-term disability. Hmm. The potential in that, just to get high warlord. Do it. 
Uh, <laughs> so uh, back in the day, I think I got to rank ten or eleven on my warrior in uh, in vanilla WoW original, which I felt like I played a lot of battlegrounds, uh, but nothing near the uh, the guys that went all the way to fourteen. So still doing that. Um, I we. For a couple weekends ago, we picked up seven days again, seven days to die, and created a server. So, my wife loves to play it, so I get on the play with her and a couple friends have a server, and we'll go through and try to, you know, scavenge a base and run around and do that. It's a it's a fun. I wouldn't probably play it on by myself, but it's a fun co-op online co-op game with friends. So we jump back in there every couple months, and when they have new patches, new content, and new balancing. And then I did pick up Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I've been hearing lots of good things about that. Yeah, um, I've never been much of a Call of Duty fan. So I got this because a couple friends and my brother are getting it. The single player is pretty good, the campaign. I didn't finish it. I'm probably halfway through or something. I played it a little bit. I didn't really care for the multiplayer all that much uh, on PC. There's a lot of... That's the good part from what I've been hearing. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't like the maps, some of the... I've never liked the way they've done some of the spawnings where they can spawn camp and one side or the other. If they start winning, they can just sit around the spawning. And you don't like the bridge map? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't. Oh. I also say I haven't played it probably enough really to know. give it a fair I'm just, shake. I'm just parroting things I've heard. Uh, <laughs> so it's more of a. I probably shouldn't have gotten it. I just. Oh kinda, look! Was, you can was, customize oh. the look of your guns though. Yeah. Ooh, you can unlock camouflage paint. Yeah. Oh goodness! What is this game now? Hey, most a lot of them can do that kind of stuff now. It's I, if you don't have it, you stick out. This is just not my genre, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of regret getting it, just spending the money on it. But go it's not that. Play, you, you should just be continue to play Rainbow Six Shield, shouldn't you? Uh, Shield. Whatever that is, the Shield. Breach, yeah. Breach. I yeah, haven't the played one with the, this. That's like yeah, people are still playing that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I go on little spurts of that too. It all depends on like whatever friend I happen to be playing with at the moment. I was like, hey, let's go play this. I'm like, oh. okay. And then I'll sit away, sit around, and play like BattleTech. See what I, one thing I like about BattleTech? It's a turn-based game. So I'll sit there and have BattleTech, and I'll be playing on one screen. Then I'll have like an Amazon or Netflix show on my other screen. So I can sit there and kind of watch something and just move my mechs and shoot a thing. So I can, like, watch a show and play a game at the same time. That's pretty fun. So that's where I get a lot of my show watching done. Mm. Works for me. But yeah. I think that's it. I, think, I feel like I'm missing a game. I got a... I didn't quite play it so much myself, but I got one of the Sega Mini Classics on the Amazon sale. I think they're selling for 50 bucks. And I didn't really need one because I have nobody probably, really needs one. <laughs> yeah, I probably have like three different Sega collections on disc somewhere, uh, which have most of the same games. There's there's some differences, and then of all the actual games that I really like to play, I have them also on a cart mm-hmm. for my Genesis. So, but for, I I wanted to get it to put it downstairs for like. You know, people that come over, uh, or my kids and wife, people they can come play over it on. and like, let's play some Altered Beast, man. Yeah, though we could do that in my room too, but it's my room is more of like my game room, media room, 
where I put it downstairs in like the living room with the main, like the the I wouldn't say the main TV, but the I guess the living room TV, the, whatever. This one so only has the first Shining Force on it, right? Yeah, it was just I mean, come really. On, that's lame. I know. Well, they did that vote, and then people voted Shining Force one, and then that's what they put on there. There shouldn't be yeah. a vote. Always be both. Yeah, they put I, I both agree. in every Genesis collection for forever. Why was there a vote on this? Like, who are they paying for the rights to these games? Nobody. They, like, they own them all. I know. Well, well, that's a. So I was annoyed by that too, and I'm never really gonna go play Shining Force Two in that machine because I'd rather play it either on the Switch or on you know my upstairs room on the. Um, uh, was it on the Switch? Sega MG. Oh right, yeah, because the, the Switch the Genesis thing. Yeah. So, that being said. The principle of the fact that they left it off annoyed me enough to where I didn't buy it when it released. Ah. Like, why? It's just, it's, it's, that makes me think the system is lesser because it's missing, like, one of the best games in the you system. What else is missing? Like, Earthbound and Chrono Trigger and all the Final Fantasies. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. This, this isn't a good system for. Oh. <laughs> oh, it is. It's a it's a good system. All the fantasy stars, uh, shining. Yeah, forces. all right. You got your fantasy stars. Well, I actually like Buck Rogers on there. Okay. Um, I could go on. There's a, there's a there's several more that are pretty good on there. Now, it's not the. Some of them are a little more western, uh, like the the Shadowrun. I love the Shadowrun on there. I think so it's like, better than the Super Shadowrun. I that's like one of those Aladdin. Type debates, right? Which which Shadowrun do you like more? SNES no, 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 right? No, well, they're actually. Or is it only the Genesis games. one? I'm sorry, am I confused? No, the, no, you're right. They, they're there's a Shadowrun Super Nintendo, Shadowrun Genesis, but they're completely different games. Right. Like they're not even similar. Yeah, but like people Besides like one or the other is what I remember. Uh, I like both. I just think the Genesis one's better. My thing about Shadowrun is I like the setting a bunch, and I, do. I have no I idea do. about the games. <laughs> If either of them is any good. You know the Shadowrun creator, Jordan Wiseman, is the same guy that created Battletech. Oh, there you go. Yep. Um, Way back when. So, yeah, I've always liked both. And actually, it's, a, it's an old pen and paper RPG system, and I never really played that. But yeah. I grew to like the setting and the, and the cyberpunk type aesthetics from uh, playing the Genesis game back when I was a kid. I like those first couple of Shadowrun Returns games. I never tried yeah, those the are good. Yeah. I, I beat the first one. It was pretty good. Yeah. All right, we should we should move on. <laughs> yep. That's it for me. Oh, whenever you're on, it's always nostalgia. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, we had a reply to a question of the week from two episodes ago. No replies from last week's question of the week. So we're going to use it again at the end of this episode because people are probably around now. Um all right, so first off, Victor says, former question of the week, which is what's your favorite starter Pokemon or something like that. He said, my favorite starter Pokemon were the level 25 Espeon and level 26 Umbreon that the protagonist starts with in Pokemon Coliseum for the GameCube. Okay, that's cheating. Pokemon Coliseum had two starters because all fights were two and two battles, and it was awesome. Also, Espeon and Umbreon combined Cute Kitty and Kick-Ass Battler into a magnificent total package. Aren't they like dogs, not cats? All right, whatever. Um, honorable mention goes to the adorable and versatile Eevee as a starter in Pokemon XD for the GameCube and in Let's Go Eevee. After hearing Kelly's testimony, I decided to try Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch and got far more of a workout than I ever expected. The ring exercises wore out, wore out my arms and the game gets physically exhausting very quickly in a good way, of course. 
Ring Fit Adventure for RPG of the Year 2019. It may not be the RPG we want, but it's the RPG we need and deserve. Of course, that would be ring playing game at that point. So, all right. And now, the news. We have a lot of news because we were off last Wait, week. Go what did ahead. you play? What did I play? Oh, we yeah. didn't talk about what I played. I played so much Path of Exile. Guys, I played so much Path of Exile. Um, so ever since that Path of Exile con happened a couple weeks ago, I've been like, all right, I'm going to take this seriously. I want to actually experience the end of this game and see what its end game is like. And um, what do you know, being a guy who likes Diablo games, I really, really like Path of Exile. Um, so I've, I've finished the story finally. I've been following this guide for an arc witch, and that's been fun. My character is like level 81, been doing maps. Um, I'm... Yeah, at the end game now. Well, I'm at the beginning end game. There's lots of end game you can get to. Um, the problem is the season's about to end. They're going to start a new one like next week. So it's kind of at the point where I could put a lot more time into my character and then it's going to disappear or, well, get reverted to standard league. Or I can wait and start a fresh new season with everybody. And I think that's what I'm leaning towards now. But I'm also kind of like Path of Exiled out now because it's like, when you get to the end game in a game like Path of Exile, it's it's got a high curve, or at least it feels like it does to me, because like the people the people who play this game, they play it seriously, and they they know everything, and there's so many things. No, Path of Exile is a game where there's like fifty different types of currency uh, that you collect and spend on different things. The currency is all used to modify items or trade with other players. Um, it's called currency, um, because it's, the game has no gold. So this is what drops instead, sort of. That's what you get when you trade weapons and armors to vendors. Um, so you got these kinds of currency. Then, um, there's a bunch of things that they've added in over the years. You've got specialized, um, things that upgrade items to rares with special abilities. You've got divination cards that you collect stacks of and turns in. You've got maps that can have their own enchantments on and be treated like items to get modifiers to make more rare items drop in those maps when you run them. You've got... There's just so much stuff, like, to the point where they sell specialized stash tabs that are designed around each type of collectible because managing them in a normal stash tab is just not feasible, and there's no, like, sort buttons. And, of course, they sell these things because, you know, let's make some money. Um... <laughs> Their, their monetization is uh, stash tabs and um, uh, cosmetics. So not really pay to win, but definitely pay to make your life less of a disorganized mess. Um, anyway, so between all this, and then if you've ever looked at the passive tree, it's like somebody took the Final Fantasy um, ten sphere grid, threw it in a blender, multiplied it by 20, and then put all the characters on the same grid... Um, and then you have um, kind of what that is, and and you have no idea what you're doing when you just look at it. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? I have no, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And you can only revert so many uh, points that you allocate. So it's like, it, you feel intimidated by every system in this game just being so deep that you look into it and it's like a bottomless well. So anyway, with that, I've gotten to the beginning end game, and it's like, yep, I'm staring at one of these bottomless wells, and so far I've been able to. to follow some guides and get carefully guided down the well and start understanding and gain knowledge and feel like I know what I'm doing and I can get back to where I am much more easy than it was at first, right? Because I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm understanding these systems, but now it's like, you know what? Mm, 
to go down the next well, do I really want to do this, or do I want to play other games? And that's kind of where I'm at. So I think I need to play more Pokemon, because I've only gotten three badges in Pokemon. So I feel like a bad RPG player. That's shocking. Yeah. Even though, I have, even though I have more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I have zero. Oh. It's okay. So that was the other thing I played was a little bit of Pokemon, but um, Path of Exile is so easy to play and like do exactly what you were doing, Jonathan, listening to podcasts or watching TV shows. And Pokemon um, should be that, but for some reason it just isn't for me. And I don't know why, but like I find Path of Exile easier to do while doing other things than Pokemon. And I feel dumb about that, but that's just the way it works for me. I don't know. Probably because there's too many cutscenes interrupting things. Good part is the cutscenes don't matter that much. Oh, anyway, let's get to the news, and then people can write in and tell me how to play Pokemon better. Alright. First off, we have an interview up. No, we posted an interview that Square Enix posted, I guess, where they interview Saga's Tomom- Tomomi Kobayashi and Kenji Ito. So they are people who've worked on the Saga series, and uh, they're specifically trying to promote Romancing Saga 3 and Saga Scarlet Grace ambitions. So you can go check that out on the site if you are interested in like seeing some art and stuff about uh, what inspires the art and how they're thinking when they're drawing it and stuff like that. We have Divinity of Original 2 is getting a physical Switch release Ooh, from Limited Run Games. Um, it's probably already sold out, right? Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. So we'll just close this story. Sorry. <laughs> Those was that a limited fast. time release or a pre-order release? Uh, no, it's a big release, so it's like available for okay. probably oh, a month. It's or available sorry. to order for four weeks. Okay, so right now you can go and order it and do a pre-order. And then um, Divinity Original Sin on the Switch, which I don't know why I want. I'm like halfway through that on the PC. I need to go finish it. And then I no, I, I don't have time for it all, and I can't feel bad about it. So many games, so little time. Here's another. Oh, speaking of games, I feel bad about not playing. Uh, Monster Hunter Ice, uh, my Monster Hunter World Iceborne came out this year, and now they're doing some more updates to it, and they're adding the Stygian Zenogre, which is a Zenogre, which is like red. It's- the dragon element. Apparently. Dragon element. Yeah, there you go. I don't know what that means, but that's what it is. Well, that, that's one of the element. I know what that means. There are elements to monsters and like lightning and and ice and stuff. Like this one's dragon. Um, yes, dragon is its own power. So uh, yeah, uh, if you don't have a lot of resistance to dragon, you might have problems. Um, the monster becomes more dangerous when it's covered in red light. Like. Everything in every game ever, um, and it'll make its console debut two days ago. So it's out. Uh, so that's a free update. Um, that update was available two days ago. And what else did they have in that? Um, oh, right, they added um, the second round of quests for the collaboration with Horizon Zero Dawn. The Frozen Wilds will be released on December twelfth. Wow, I can't believe they. <laughs> Because Horizon Zero Dawn was an integration with Monster Hunter World way back when it first came out, and now they're doing the the because the the expansion is ice themed and Horizon's expansion was ice themed. I guess they did another round of that. That's really funny. So okay, yeah, sorry. Um, you could do alloy stuff and look like her from that game. And we have a video up if you want to watch a developer diary about uh, the the patch and um, 
look at more stuff about the a video of the uh, the crossover stuff. And you can see the Zenogre get all red and angry. So, <sighs> okay, Neptunia fans, I have a news story for you. There's a new game coming. It's called VVVTunia. It celebrates. Oh, sorry. It is a uh, PS4 game. It's going to come out in Japan in 2020. The announcement celebrates 10 years of Neptunia games and 25 years working with Idea Factory. And um, so you can see that on the site if you would like to see that little celebration and references to all those games. Um, so the game itself is a spin-off game, unfortunately. So it's set on Planet Emo, EMO, where a group of goddesses team up with a virtual idol group called Mutral, M-E-W-T-R-A-L, in order to save the digital world known as Virtual Land. Man, we're not even trying anymore. You and me, that's Y-U-U and M-I-I, are two of the six idols. And, I mean, you get to customize them, because they're you, right? Um... And then there's a beat tick system where you dance to music. This is just a dumb dancing rhythm thing. This is... I feel dirty looking at this announcement. But, uh, yeah. There you go. That's, uh... Anna's probably going to want to play that. Uh, Azure Lane! I don't know what this is, but there's a closed beta for it. It's from Idea Factory International again. They're inviting players to sign up for the closed beta of Felistella's upcoming naval combat RPG. Oh. It's it, it only ship girls. Oh, not that sort of naval combat. Okay. So it's no, it's not worth, ships. not worth of warships. It's not like, it's not like, yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no Eurobeat music as you uh, dodge torpedoes, nor is it Chris's fabled awesome pirate fantasy Caribbean sailing game. Yeah. I, I mean, you could probably play your you probably play Eurobeat music and dodge missiles, but it won't be the same. Yeah, it won't be the same. And the girls, they transport, transform between ship and human forms. I, this may, oh, it's based off a 2017 mobile Chinese game, Azure Lane. Okay, there you go. You can fit pre-order from Limited Run Games. Okay. Hey, the Nintendo Switch Online got more games. I thought that wasn't happening until January. Okay. Um, cool. So what did they add? They added SNES title Breath of Fire 2, way, and NES title Crystalis, and then they also added Star Fox 2, Super Punch-Out, and Kirby Superstar, as well as NES title Journey to Silius, which I've never heard of. Huh. Okay. Hey, but cool, Star Fox 2, and you don't need to find a SNES classic to do it. Journey to Silius is a good game. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And Super Punch-Out, Kirby... Okay, sorry, I'm getting distracted because I want to go play those now. No. Uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous was announced. It's another Pathfinder game. It's a follow-up to Pathfinder Kingmaker. Uh, not a direct sequel, but will expand on the core elements of its predecessor. A new mythic progression system, a new area of the Age of the Lost Omen setting, more characters and class customizations. Um, these are... Uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker was kind of sort of a, you know, one of these isometric... Isometric overhead... Pen and paper, PC. Yeah, isometric. Right? Yeah, so think yeah. Baldur's Gate, but like more modern and different choices. Um, yeah, I think it, a straight yeah. Baldur's Gate conversion. But yeah. you know. if I remember correctly, it had a pretty rough launch, but I think supposedly all the patching stuff made it really good since then. Yeah, I saw some decent demos of it. Um, the demos weren't done well, but the game looked like it had something there. But I just never got around to playing it, so um, I don't know. 
I'm glad yeah, the same. like it worked well. Yeah. I did an interview for that game with oh, cool. Avalon yeah. and the creators uh, probably well, over plus, a year ago. Okay, well, and if you got Chris Avalon writing the story, the story is probably pretty decent too. Then, so he helped. He didn't. He wasn't the main writer. I think well, he did whatever. some stuff. But yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> that's all I can. That's all I can assume for anything I see his name on at this point. Uh, all right. Final Fantasy VII remake got more screenshots. Nobody's excited. All right. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> they, they got a screenshot of like this new crazy materia system, which I don't know if I like, but also I don't know that I don't like because I haven't used it. Um, and then there's a Chocobo and Moogle summon, it looks like. So, okay, I'm down with that. Literally a Moogle riding a Chocobo and then stars hitting the enemy. Because why not? Ooh, lots of Chocobos hitting the enemy. All right. And then Barrett blows stuff up with his arm, and then you play darts. Because why not? That's what we were all asking for yep. in Final well, Fantasy VII yeah, Remake. Yeah. Let's play darts. Well, Yakuza's yeah, own persona have it, so. <laughs> so Final Fantasy VII needs it too. <laughs> yep. Here's my question Is Yakuza 7 going to be a better Final Fantasy VII than the Final Fantasy VII Remake? Just ponder on that Just... one for a while. <laughs> Cryofall from Daybook Entertainment and Atomic Storch Studio. Um, It's got a new update for the early access version, and it's a multiplayer survival RPG. Uh, It's very indie. They got new vehicles um, and some other stuff. So, So if you're into that, check out that update. We have a mobile RPG being teased by Square Enix called Engage Souls. That's kind of all we know. Um, it has a rock paper scissors battle mechanic. They have a, you know, a trailer with like you know, a Japanese pop song, and kids battling in a stadium, and uh, it's one of these children's card games with a narrative story, but it's also a mobile RPG. So they want all your money. Yay! Okay. <laughs> Yakuza Like a Dragon audition characters have been revealed. So they. People auditioned, yeah. I guess, to be in this. Yep. Yeah, this is like, that they're all this women. Was like way before they announced it. Yeah. yeah, it was specifically to find a female, female actress. It was okay. Like, it was, yeah, it was. I think at least a year ago okay. that they actually announced the audition. But they're all in it. All five of these, and like well, one of them uh, is the, more than the, the grand, rest. Yeah, there's, there's one grand winner, and they sort of had four runners up who they let in the game as well. Okay, so the most important one is what? She is she a big part of the story? Uh, I think so, because they released some sort of more details afterwards that were about, specifically about her character as well. Oh, is this the so, same lady, but in different jobs, because she can be in your party? No. Oh, she's not in your party. different she, people. No, yeah, she's like heavily involved in some like the money-making stuff. Wow, it's so sad that they all look like the same lady with different hairstyles to me. I don't know what I'm... I'm so racist, I guess. I'm sorry. Well, it's a bit more obvious when you have the full... Zoom in. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, maybe I should zoom in. Okay. No, I just feel dirty now. All right, I'm going to close this. Yakuza 7. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. All right. Oh, and then we have some more announcements about that. Let's see. Game scheduled to release in Japan on J- January 16th. Western release later in the year. A demo is, on the current, uh, is currently up on the PSN store in Japan. And you can 
there's a bunch of like story details here about the demo, or you can go get a Japanese account and try and figure it out on your own. Um, I won't spoil that for you, but you can read the story um, details of the demo on our site yeah. if you'd like. Yeah, no, I think that's more about the sort of making money stuff from the start. So basically, because you start out homeless, you have to go around picking up cans and Oh, okay. So forth, you can train it, and you can also have a there's like some special. You can yeah, you can uh, get a bike and sort of ride around town collecting cans. Oh well, never mind then. That's all right. Cool. So, and then you uh, looks like you get uh, some to summon in there, and you get some characters to join your party. Oh no, the, it's the summon which bears yeah no, no resemblance to a similarly named horror, horror character. I think it's like the last of the screenshots in that patch. Oh, okay. You get to see him. Let's see. Similarly named. Oh, yeah. Jason delivers beef. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and let's see. All in. Game signs on for Alolof. 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 Champions of the Four Kingdoms. All in games. Yeah, they have an exclamation point in their name, and the second and the in is uncapitalized. Just basically, everything's wrong about this style. How did you even allow this, Alex? This is just—it's their name, isn't it? We have no choice. Yeah, it's their name. It's just wrong. I'll tell you, cancel my stuff if it starts a sentence. <laughs> all in games. <laughs> it's like what? Um, all right, so Alalalaf, Champions of Four Kingdoms. It's a set in a darkness corrupted world. Players will face an ancient evil. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Uh, and you'll deal with feuding clans and noble families. And there's four playable races. Humans, elves, dwarves, and orcs. And you recruit up to 12 companions. Or recruit from 12 companions. I don't know how big your party is. And then each of the companions have their own. It's, it's a PC RPG, folks. It's a PC RPG. And on Xbox One as well, I guess. Okay. Great. Crosscode got a development update. Update and they're pushing the Switch version. It's gonna be later now, right? What do they say? Oh, they don't even mention it in this one. I don't know where I heard that then. No. Anna told it's me somewhere ne- that it got delayed till next year instead of this yeah, year. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's definitely not this year. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty certainly, yeah, next year. <laughs> okay, well, then they've also put out a New Game Plus feature for PC, and that's out now, right? And now they're turning their attention to DLC for the post-game that will include an epilogue, more quests, and a proper final dungeon. That will come out quarter two, 2020. Um, and what else we got? So I, I oh, just looked sure. at the Aloloff game Yeah. on Steam. I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to be cool. The first thing in it, set in a vibrant fantasy world created by RPG legend Chris Avalon. Hey! Perfect. He's, he's just like on everything indie these days. Buy it now. <laughs> How do I get it? Oh man! Hey, good for the guy though. That's he's got it made right now. Yeah, for sure. All right, so um, uh, back to CrossCode. Uh, they they so the reason the console versions are taking so long apparently is uh, CrossCode was made in HTML5, which is a very cool concept um, and a and a neat programming thing. At least it would have been like five six years ago when that was like a bigger bigger deal. But um, unfortunately, the the 
that doesn't work so out so well on, on consoles, and there's performance issues and apparently security problems if you allow games to run in HTML5. Oh, yeah, yeah. HTML5 doesn't... Yeah, the consoles really don't like that for security purposes. Which is so surprising to, to me, because, like, iPhone apps and stuff can be HTML5 and not be used to, you know, jailbreak the phone or anything. But I guess consoles don't do that so well. Don't know why. Mm. It's a weird thing in my mind. Like, I'm still wondering about this. Like, what is wrong with HTML5 that's going to let you... They must do really bad things with their browsers on those consoles. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, if you want to get into all, like, all the technical stuff, all the difficulties they have, they have like an hour and, a, hour and a half video, which is like one of their developers doing a presentation on it. Oh, good. Maybe it's it there. Thing. All right, cool. Yeah, so go check that out. And they got a big long, long news update trailer thing. Um all I hear is good things about CrossCode. It's on my list of things I want to play. Um, higher than many of the other things that I want to play, but still not something I've done yet. Either of you two played CrossCode? No, I was waiting for console version. Uh, well, I'm, I'm wondering now, maybe I should wait for this DLC for the post game. Okay, what is this? Oh... It looks like something was corrupted on the page, but it's actually the name of the game, isn't it? Okay. Yep. Nipponichi Software has released new details and a Japanese trailer for Void TRRLM paren paren semicolon slash slash Void Terrarium. So if you know C, this is a, a function declaration and then a comment after it. Um, though I, I think the semicolon is. Not where that should be, but either way. Um, void TRRLM slash slash Void Terrarium. Oh, Void Terrarium? Terrarium. Why is there an L? Okay. So you're supposed to call it Void Terrarium, but for some reason the function has an L in it because maybe that whole Japanese LR thing is going on there. But uh, it's an upcoming roguelite RPG from A Rose in Twilight and Hotel Pound NIQ. The Firefly Diary director, Masayuki Furura. Furuya. Uh, the game is set in a world contaminated by toxic fungi, with uh, players following the last known human, a girl named Toriko, and her helper robot. You have to maintain your isolated terrarium environment and protect it from being taken over by the fungi. So this is this like a survival RPG then, essentially? Or I think it, you know, it's mostly roguelite, but you're basically playing oh, as the yeah. helper robot going around collecting resources. That looks very cute. It is. Oh, yeah, it's got a theme song. And uh, oh, you're in a bottle, of course. All right. Well, all right. So um, look forward to that coming out uh, in Japan in January. No idea when it'll come out here, but it probably will. Okay, Crim Criminal Girls X has some images and some details. Uh, that is the uh, new uh, Nipponichi game developed by Mikage. Let's see. Yep. Oh, it's Mikage. I'm sorry, I thought he was... The protagonist has... A... What? Oh, this is very strange. Okay. The game follows an unnamed player character who wakes up in purgatory after chasing after his love to save her from eternal torture that awaits following an unnatural death. He's given one or he's given the opportunity to have his wish granted, but only if he accomplishes the trial of redeeming twenty-four girls within a one-year span. So he has to save twenty-four girls to save one girl. Okay, 
I don't know why. Yep. To accomplish this task, the protagonist is given the form of a cat and guides the 24 girls through battles against Oni while facing their past sins. The girls gather fragments of their memory as they do so in the hope of being revived in the real world. So I guess you don't spank the girls in this one? There's no I punishment. don't believe so, no. Yeah, because you're a cat and that would... Yeah. Yeah, honestly, maybe you can. You know, th- but this series, who knows? This is another one of those... This These games... Yeah, all right, we're just going to move on. Criminal yeah. Girls X. I mean, yeah, this one's quite a bit different because it is Mikage doing it, who was the guy who used to run Image Epoch. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Image Epoch made so, what again? I, uh, I know they made a lot. I'm just, I'm always confused. Yeah, I'm sorry, he's one who sort of disappeared off the face of the earth for a while. Oh, is he uh, the one that they thought was, like, dead and, like, just showed up again? or? Yeah, I think oh, so. That was him? All right. So he made um, Luminous Arc? Yep. Or they made Luminous Arc? Okay. And then... Um, yeah, Arc Rise Fantasia. Seventh Dragon, Sands of Destruction, Arc Rise Fantasia, Stella Glow, um, Yoshi's Ooh, New Island. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Time of Eternity. Yeah, is that a bad one? Yes. Yeah, that's a bad one. <laughs> Chevalier Saga Tactics. Uh, oh, they made Criminal Girls Invitation on the Vita. Okay, Very so, hit or miss. Yeah. They made the, Criminal I... Girls... They made the first Criminal Girls. Oh, they did. Yeah. Alright, go ahead. I forgot that. People like Seventh Dragon, though, right? I think. Nah, no? Okay. I would like uh, Luminous Arc. Luminous Arc, okay. Yeah. That's, we that's like, we cool also like Seventh Dragon, I think. I think some people like Dark Rise Fantasia as well. Arc? Yeah, Arc Rise. Yeah, that's on Wii, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one, that's one that suffered from a rather. some bad voice acting. Oh, okay. English version. <laughs> so it's a classic console RPG. Okay. Speaking of a new classic, Persona 5 is getting its royal release in March for the U.S. and Europe. March 31st, 2020, they've got four different versions of the games. Um, I'm just, you know, there's like a couple different physical launch editions and digital editions with some like minor DLC packs, but I'm going to tell you about the big one. For $89.99, you get a physical copy of Persona 5 Royal, an official Joker mask plus a stand for the mask. Ha! You'll be wearing the mask, won't you? All right. Collector's box, an art book, a soundtrack CD, a steel bookcase, and a dynamic PlayStation 4 theme code. Which, I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait a second. Does that mean you don't get the DLC bundles? No. I don't All think that, so. It yeah, you, do, you pay well, 90 bucks. Yeah, okay, well, forget that one. Who needs, a, who needs a physical mask? Instead, get the Persona 5 Royal Ultimate Edition for $99.99. All you get is a digital copy of the game, but you get all Persona 5 Royal DLC bundles plus six additional costume packs. Do we have any idea what DLC bundles are coming out? Because there must be a lot. Probably they... like the costumes. Well, I think said... it's towards the bottom they announced the names of the bundles. Oh, but... okay, here we go. Okay. We've got the Kasumi bundle. Costume Bundle for 15 The Battle Bundle. What does that mean? The Persona Bundle, okay, so they got one with extra Personas, and then my favorite is just the DLC Bundle, which, what is that, what? I, what? It's not very clear at all. And all the Persona 5 DLC is going to be free in Persona 5 Royal, so this is all new DLC that they're making. I, what? Isn't this out already in Japan? Why don't we know what this DLC stuff is? 
Something I didn't bother looking, to be honest. Yeah, I, it, I don't expect you to. I just figured yeah. there would have been lots of stories about it by now. Um, well, I mean, it's not like it adds anything particular other than items or costumes or whatever. So it doesn't it doesn't add anything in terms of content. Yeah, but I'd rather have the DLC than like a bunch of garbage that I'm never going to use or look at. And yet, guess what version Anna made me pre-order? The one with the stupid mask. Yes, I'm a little bitter about it. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd rather get the DLC bundle pack so I can have all the in-game stuff possible, whatever that might be. Dress everyone okay, up as fair. a maid or something and have really goofy weapons as they carry around or something. But no, we get the mask. I'm going to spend another $60 getting the DLC bundle, whatever is in that, because the other three bundles don't add up to 60 bucks. So what is in the DLC bundle? <laughs> Thanks, Atlas. I'll probably find out as a typo or something. It's like not nineteen. Oh, I <laughs> actually, hope no, so. well, that would be well, no, it, be. it has to be. It has to be at least thirty to justify the. Well, I mean, the, you could take five dollars off, maybe, but yeah, that oh, yeah. would make sense. Well, no, it has to. It has to be at least thirty to justify the edition being thirty. Oh, bucks right. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, maybe it's. Yeah. Who knows? Omega Labyrinth Life is coming to Steam in December. If you want to feel like a dirty, dirty man, you can play that game. At least I assume that's the one, right? Is that the... Or is that the... Yeah. I'm sorry, I get confused with Anna's weird porno It's, it's the one where the breast size is tied to help. Is the breast there. sizes? Okay, yeah. It's, it's the breast yeah, sizes. You, you'll feel dirty. All right, we're going to move on. Fairy Tale <laughs> RPG is coming out in March. Yeah. There's a reason there's no trailer in that story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not appropriate for our site. Alright, Koei Tecmo has announced that Gus Fairy Tale RPG will be released worldwide on March 19th. It'll be digital and physical for Switch and PS4, digital for PC via Steam. Um, there's a new trailer you can look at, and uh, it's based on the manga slash anime series of the same name. I've never watched Fairy Tale, but um, all I see are girls fighting each other all the time, so I'm sure it is just extremely anime. Oh, like, there's guys with spiky hair, too. So, there you go. Alright. Trails of Cold Style 3. So, all you people who got uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 and uh, crazy collector's boxes for PS4 because you wanted it and you wanted all the collector stuff. And you're like, hey, I guess it's only coming to PS4. Joke's on you! They've put out a new version that's coming on the Switch as well. Yay! It's Legend Heroes Cold Steel 3 coming to Nintendo Switch sometime in spring of 2020, and they're going to have the same old collector's box there as well with the Mishi plushie and the postcards and all that. So don't you just feel great having bought your collector's edition on PS4, and now you really wanted to play on Switch, so you're going to buy another copy of the game to go with your original collector's edition, and you're going to have this PS4 copy that you aren't playing, uh, never going to play, and aren't you glad that you spent all that extra money, and yay, they love you. I have the collector's edition, too. Yeah, I mean, I bought the, I got the review card and still bought the collector's edition. Are you going to buy it on Switch, though? Uh, Maybe. No. Okay, so you two have what I call control and uh, uh, sound logical minds. My wife <laughs> is going to get it on Switch, and now that she knows the Switch version is coming, she's like, yeah, I'm never going to play that PS4 version, Chris. You can play it if you want. Like, we already spent money on it! Play it on the PS4, Anna! Nope. Absolutely no interest. <sighs> yep. 
60 bucks wasted right there. Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire is coming to PS4, Xbox One in January uh, from Versus Evil and THQ Nordic. Let's see, what do we got here? They, uh, January 28th, 2020. It includes Beast of Winter, The Forgotten Sanctum, and Seeker Slayer Survivor DLC uh, that came out for the PC version, as well as the turn-based combat mode they added earlier this year. Um, it'll be 60 bucks for regular, 130 for the Ultimate Collector's Edition. You're wondering, what do you get? You get a big-ass statue of an ugly thing that you got to kill. It's a giant sea god thing. So I'm guessing Anna didn't tell you to buy this. No, she did not. Hey, Odnua, I think that was in the first game, like with the flooding of the of the area that one place. Man, that was a weird story in that section. Okay. Yeah, so a giant, ugly... That dog. looks a lot like the statue you got for the Kickstarter and the PC version. Oh, yeah. And there's a space pig. Yeah. Not to be confused with the space hamster. Miniature giant space hamster. Because, well, anyway. Space pig! Yay! A sequel to 2015... Um, oh, why am I still reading this? This background. Sorry. New story. The Dark Crystal. Age of Resistance Tactics. is coming out in February. I've been thinking this was out so many times and then having to be like, oh, it's not out yet? It's not out yet? The Netflix thing is out. Why is this thing not out yet? Well, now it's finally coming out. February 4th, 2020. The Dark Crystal. Age of Resistance Tactics. This is the one that ties in with the Dark Crystal prequel TV show thing on Netflix. Um, we've got a trailer up. You can go check it out. And uh, you can take control of the small pocket of Gelfling fighters as they try to get out of the Skexis Overlord's control, and and then you can play the game and watch the show. And it's heavily Final Fantasy Tactics influenced, and that's all I know. So hopefully that's going to turn out well. I don't really know. We'll see. Okay, uh, we talked about Virgo versus the Zodiac, but. Um, it's coming out next week on the 12th. Um, we have Code Vein is getting DLC for early 2020. Because everyone wants to play more Code Vein, right? No? Maybe? Yeah, quite a few people like that. Alright. Okay. Well, yeah, I think quite a lot of people got fatigued by development. <laughs> <laughs> Everreach Project Eden is coming out for PC and Xbox One next week. I don't remember what this is. It's a sci-fi action RPG, apparently. Um, it's third-person combat with kind of a sphere grid point allocation sort of system, except it's not a sphere, but you know, whatever. And lady in a skin-tight sci-fi suit. Yeah, okay, cool. Lovecraft's Untold Stories are taking on physical form, which is a creative title, which means... Oh, wait, no, that's the name of the game, Lovecraft's Untold Stories. I didn't know that. All right, cool. It's a roguelite. It's now available in two physical versions in European markets. Apparently, it's already on PC via Steam and, and also on consoles in digital editions already. Both physical editions are available for PS4 with the Switch edition to be announced soon. Um, I don't know if these are out in uh, the U.S., but... They weren't. Okay. We were checking. I okay. think they're Europe only. Europe only. Okay. So in this roguelite, you take on the uh, identity of one of five investigators to um, defeat eldritch creatures and gather clues in order to stop the great old one and his minions from completely conquering Earth. You know, like you do in a Cthulhu game. Um, except I guess usually you would lose in a Cthulhu game, no matter what, even when you win, right? So I don't know how that's going to work here. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Regions of Ruin is coming to consoles from John Dusoff, the publisher and developer of Vox Games and Poi Sky Productions. It's a 2D side-scrolling RPG. It's coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, 10 bucks. PS4 on uh, December 19, 2019, and the Switch release on December 23rd. Xbox One version not dated. Might show up at the same time as one of those. Might be later. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's already been on PC for a while. RPG that's all text-based. So this is a... Um, there's some other games like this that... Uh, what was the other... Darn it. Hold on. Mm, I'll get back to that. Copperheart Factory. They have a text and ASCII-based RPG called Feels. F-E-E-L-S. It's in early access now. You can go pick it up for 8 bucks. Um, they've got the first chapter in the game... And they're going to spend about two years in early access before doing you know, other stuff later. It uses command prompt style UI, um, and learning how to play the game is considered part of its challenge. So you get a command prompt and figure it out by typing things to figure out what you can do. And then they show you ASCII art of what you're looking at, and then you have to you know, kind of type in what you want to try to do. Um, you use shovel. You use shovel? All right. Yes. <laughs> that sort of thing, I imagine. Um, there is... See if I can find it. Uh, there's another game kind of like this uh, that doesn't have the text interface. Um, let's see, is it? Nope. Uh, Sto- uh, Stone Story RPG, also in early access, and it's all ASCII art driven, but it's uh, you. It's more of an action game where you control the character, but it all looks ASCII art. So if you're into this aesthetic, also check out Stone Story RPG. So um, and once again, this one was called. Uh, Feels, F-E-E-L-S. So I'm probably going to pick that up because I really like supporting people doing text mode things, mostly because I'm a Linux geek, but, you know, whatever. All right. God Eater 3 gets a 2.20 update next week. Alex, you're a God Eater person. Are you excited about this update? Does it matter at all? You get story episodes? Not not so much. I didn't really like God Eater 3 as much as the other two. But it's the latest, newest, bestest. No? Not bestest. Not bestest. All That's right. the problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, if you are into it, uh, you got a patch with like some new story stuff and, and whatnot coming. So, and new game plus mode. Cool. Dragon Quest Builders 2 has uh, got a PC demo available, and it's coming out like next week. So you can check that out on PC. Pokemon. Oh, and now it's time. For our reviews and editorials. First off, Anna Marie raced through Pokemon at a breakneck speed and then wrote a review that literally everybody on staff proofed and then and then she had the longest debate about what score to give it. So you can go see the I don't know, is this a controversial score or like right in line with others? Yeah, no, it's, it's a Pokemon game. That's it's pretty much the score that Pokemon games get. I, I don't understand how this game is so, this series is so beloved and so popular and so good selling, and yet these are the average scores for it. <laughs> it's a three and a half out of five, if you're wondering. And like, and that's been consistent with our site, and yet yep. everybody on our site loves Pokemon, but we won't score it higher than that. <laughs> Not everyone. I just yeah. don't get it. Okay, not Jonathan. Sorry. 
Uh, it's I, one of those things you can really love something, but you can acknowledge that it's not doesn't actually do anything. I just I feel like we're missing something in the review process if it can't catch that intangible factor that captures the hearts of so many RP gamers, and yet we feel like eh, it's not a five, but, eh. but it's the one you want to play and put all this time into. Like, what? Yeah. How do we account for that with reviews? I have no answer. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. If we did, we would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Digimon Story Cyber Sleuths got a Switch review. Um, this is the one that was out a while ago, right? Or This isn't the new one. This is the old. Yeah. The, the, this yeah, isn't the, the second the first one. one. This is the, the first one is what I meant to say. It's the first one. Yeah. Um, so it's part of uh, the complete edition. And uh, yeah. This is the first one. And you can go check that out. Three and a half out of five. Um, so just to, there you go. Digimon, just as good as Pokemon. <laughs> At least if you go by the scores. Yeah, well, I actually finished that one. I haven't finished Pokemon. Oh, there you go. Digimon better than Pokemon, yeah. according to Alex. Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an, ex- of an Elusive Age review. Uh, Elman did a review. I don't know Elman. Hi, Elman. Hi, Elman Dean Todd. Um, Elman did review and gave it um, 5 out of 5. All right, I approve of Elman. He belongs on this site. Because this game's really freaking good, um, and you can go, uh, you can go uh, check it out. Yeah, I can't get into it. No. No, I, I think I figured out that I just don't. I just can't get into Dragon Quest. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it just seems to not be my thing. Okay. I love this game. I think it's really good. But whatever. Um, I should finish it. Oh my gosh. Too many games. Too many games. <laughs> no, I can't go down that road. I won't get anywhere. Um, we have your review of Virgo versus the the Zodiac, three and a half out of five. Yeah. We talked about that. It we might the... be one of the only reviews that actually is for it. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. That'll get us some traffic, which gets us ads, which pays for the site. Yay! Hey, our ads are paying for the site consistently. Yay, everybody! Thank you for Yay. not blocking all the ads, or at least not mm-hmm. blocking them enough to matter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, the executioner gets a deep look. I don't know anything about this one. I should read this. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one. You're basically playing. Yeah. you're you're playing as an executioner and you're doing horrific things to people. Ugh. I don't know that I. I was very, I was quite surprised that Pascal volunteered for it. So. As the victim's suffering increases, their portrait becomes harder and harder on the player's soul. No, I'm not playing that. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Children of Morta has a deep look. Um, 11 Bit Studios and uh, Dead Mages Children of Morta. That's a good action RPG. It's got a solid story. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't have the uh, the Path Event Exile deepness and endgame, so that's not really been yeah. attracting it's me. Also, but yeah. I, I did play some of this, and I know that it's good, and I should play more of it. It's just I, I don't, there's too many action RPG. Uh, yeah. Anyway, why am yeah, I? It's also got a really heavy spike at the, in the start. I'm a heavy difficulty me. spike. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't reach that. So yeah, I didn't play very long. I was like, oh, I gotta come back to that. That's really good. And then I never came back to it. Hmm. I should do that. But also, I could play a new Path of Exile character next week. Hmm. Do I want story or do I want cool looking art plus? Or do I want um, lots of currency? These are the decisions RPGamers have to make. All right. Yeah. 
Fort Triumph. Um, I believe we saw this at PAX last year. Um, this is the XCOM-style XCOM tactical combat with exploration of heroes of might and magic. Uh, okay. Um, that's that's interesting. A sort of campaign-y map, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's see. They, uh, they got a demo. You got a demo. You got to play it. So. I got a demo. All right. So you give us a nice deep look of that thing or an impression, and then, uh, yeah, go read yeah. that up. Uh, it's nice when we have an impression that reads more like a review because we've got actual time to write about it and play with it and think about it, as opposed to impressions at E3 that are like, uh, here's 50 points that I, I can only try and yeah. write in about an hour and try and remember. Here's what I did. Go. <laughs> 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 All right, we got another one of those for Arborea. So, man, you've been busy, Alex. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they weren't long there, nice. What is Arborea? Uh, it's sort of an action roguelike, roguelike, yeah, roguelite. Action roguelite, okay. Yeah. Third but you're, you're, play, you're playing as sort of a weird, I think a troll-like character, and you're basically just going through caves and stuff, beating things up and collecting, collecting a resource, and that goes back to sort of building the village. It's very colorful. Okay. Cool. Is that out soon? Um, next year, next year okay. I think, right. at some point. Next PC. Alrighty. That's it. That's our stories. <gasps> Whew. All right. Question for the week for next week. We're going to keep that one going. It's uh, what's your favorite DS games? Keep writing in with that stuff. Um, I know um, I think there's at least one letter about it in the email box that I don't have the password for. So we'll check that out next week as well. Um, let me hit you up with the new game releases, and then you can tell me if you're going to play any of them. First off, it looks like Star Ocean First Departure R is coming out for PS4 and Switch. This is a remake of First Departure? Yeah, it's a remaster of First Departure, which is a remake of the first Star Ocean game. It's, it's, it's the inception <laughs> of, Star, of Star Ocean. Okay, yep. great. We have Romancing Saga 3 for everything Windows, Switch, PS4, Vita, Xbox One, iOS, Android. Vita. Oh my gosh. So, you, no excuses. If you want to play Romancing Saga 3, you can do it <laughs> this week. Um, oh, things are being edited on the fly. I must have made a mistake. Alright, we have uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 for PC coming out on the 10th. Hearthstone Descent of Dragons. That's a new expansion there. I just throw it up because Dragons and Hearthstone, I think it's cool. Neverwinter's Knights Enhanced Edition coming to... Um, I Oh... Shoot, that's that all Switch? consoles. I think it's all consoles. PS4 okay. and Switch. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a hard yeah. re- uh, release too, physical release. Cool. Dark- yeah, yeah. Darksiders Genesis came out this past week for PC, right? So I don't know if that's an RPG yep. or not. I heard it. Yeah, it is. It's by Diablo-like, but not. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's from the studio that did Battle Chasers. Oh, okay. So that's it. But yeah, it's a yeah. I think it's Diet Diet. Yeah, um, we have Omega Labyrinth Life, of course, if you want to feel dirty. Two Worlds 2 HD, Shattered Embrace. Yes, that's expansion for Two Worlds 2. I, it's on Steam, and I, I, I'm just still amazed by this. Every time I, re, I see them still making new stuff for Two Worlds 2, because I got Two Worlds 3 coming, obviously, but it's... It's so interesting. Oh, it's a standalone single-player version of the DLC Shattered Embrace. Okay. So this... I guess that expansion's already out. This is a standalone version that's out now for, like, 20 bucks. 
So that that's what that's about. If you just want to play that new expansion they released to get you excited for the new game and get people talking about it, then there you go. Ashen for the Switch and PS4. Um, I've already forgotten what Ashen was. Go, go me. All right, cool. Um, what's Ashen, Alex? Alex, what's Ashen? Uh-oh. I was trying to remember. It's oh, an action RPG. <laughs> <laughs> it's an action RPG where you wander around. Okay, cool, perfect. Let's play this. That that no, really that really narrows it down. Action RPG where you wander around. Yeah. Virgo versus the Zodiac. We talked about that's out as well. Boom. What are you gonna play this week, Jonathan? Oh, I um, probably more BattleTech until I finish this career mode. But all these new games, you could buy all them and not play them. Are you going to do that? Probably. Okay, well, we just cool. had a Steam sale, and I, I think I got about four or five more games. Perfect. Yeah, I think I picked up a few things over Black Friday, and it was really hard. I had to like talk myself out of way more than I picked up, and it's like, I'm not going to play it. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. And then a few of the deals are just so good. All right. Uh, what about you, Alex? What are you going to play? Um. Uh... Probably try and finish off Greedfall and do a bit more Ace Attorney. And then I might just take a break and play a bunch of sports games this week. Just, just all the normal stuff, none of the new stuff. All right. Yeah, none yeah. of the new stuff really excites me. Hmm. Part of me wants nice. to get back into Hearthstone and play some Descent of Dragons, and that's new. But let's be real. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm going to probably play Pokemon and then get into the new Path of Exile League once that starts um, and maybe just give up on that after a couple days because I'll be like Path of Exile out or something. But hey, that's uh, that's video gaming in 2020 or 2019, I guess. <sighs> Playing games that never go away and want you to play them all the time forever and ever and then not having time to play the little more interesting games that spice up our world. And buying them all and putting them on a pile of shame and feeling bad about your life choices. Yay. <laughs> and that, while your wife sits next to you and gets through... Si I think she's at 60 games this year already. <laughs> that might be played and not beaten. I think beaten might only be 51 or something. She has this spreadsheet. It's just... I look at it. I feel bad. I'm like, how do you do this? And like, she has a job and takes care of cats and me. And like, how... How do you do this, lady? Oh, so much respect. All right. Uh, as you can tell, my we wife's do, away, and yeah. I, miss, I miss her, and so I keep thinking about her. All right, sorry. What's up? Yeah, well, okay, so you didn't miss her buying habits. No. <laughs> Did not miss the buying habits. You're right. Oh. It's part of why I like that she's reviewing games again, because now she's eligible to get codes codes occasionally, so that's uh, that helps save some money. <laughs> Rather than buying all these things. Uh, all right. Let's see. Um, I think that's it for me. I think that's it for us. I think that's it for the show. If you'd like to write in and tell us about your favorite DS games, um, you can do that at podcast.rpgamer.com or go to the show thread right on the website and click and add your response to the show thread. And uh, there'll probably be a tweet about it as well. If you'd like to watch us live, it's twitch.tv slash rpgamer every week at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And if you want to like and subscribe the show, there's no liking. Just subscribe. There's no money involved. You just click subscribe in iTunes or your podcast player of choice. Oh, yeah. Who does it in iTunes anymore? It's all podcast managers on your phone now. So Apple Podcasts, Downcast, Overcast, Pocket Casts. If I haven't said yours, I'm sorry. 
whatever it is, you could subscribe to us in there, which is probably what you've done if you're listening to the show. But if you're still clicking in the browser, just know there's better ways. There are podcast things that do this for you on like your phone and stuff. Why am I talking about this? Why is this an advert for podcasts? <laughs> it's an advert, advert for podcasting in general. Just, yep. Podcasts. Support, pod, your, support your local podcaster. I don't know how that works, but go give them a, a plushie or something. Yeah, we're not exactly local anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a show like ours, no matter where you are, we've got somebody local to you. If you're in England or Wisconsin, wherever Jonathan is, Texas probably. Oh. Yep, you're right. I got it. All right, and that's all I got. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I we'll have more people here, maybe some ladies. Uh, until then, uh, have a nice time. Uh, catch up on your RPGs and uh, try not to buy too many things that you're not going to play over this holiday season. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.